He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the perfect judge, the perfect defender, and our perfect savior. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Madison Sanderson. Grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and let's celebrate him. Good morning, and welcome to the first Bible study episode of In Spirit and Truth, and I'm your host, Madison Sanderson. Um, I am extremely excited, as I say with every episode, but it's it's true for me. I get very excited about many different things, to be honest, but especially with anything that has to do with Bible, learning, just anything that has to do with God and Christ. And um, just using the gifts that God has given me, but also seeing other people use their gifts for God's glory as well. That sort of stuff absolutely excites me. And the thing that excites me next on that list would be a big cup of coffee, as I've said before. And today my cup of choice is a um, cup of coffee full of Reese's Creamer. And it is delightful. I'm just saying if you've never tried it, you can get it at almost any grocery store unless you live in a small town like we do. And then it's a little bit harder to come by. But it is phenomenal. And I would say that today is one of those days where I have a lot of creamer and a little bit of coffee. So I'm obviously going to need a couple more cups, you know, just to help myself get through the day. But I'll take one for the team. So anyways, I was going to say I had a couple of people ask me why my last episode, that was one of the first ones to have an ad segment, a um, sponsorship segment, why they didn't hear anything. On some platforms it does play, on other platforms it doesn't. I'm not entirely sure why just yet. We're still working to figure that out. But as you can probably guess, we're heading into another sponsored segment If it does play, congratulations, that's exciting for you. And if it doesn't, then it's just going to be a moment of a little bit of awkward silence. So you can, you know, take a moment and gather your things for this Bible study episode. So either enjoy this segment or just sit and wait. All right, guys, thank you so much for sitting through that. So for this week on our Bible study methods, what we're going to be covering is basically, I'm just going to kind of give you an overview of how I study scripture and kind of where I came from as well, so that maybe it can encourage you and get you excited about your own quiet time. Um, It's not going to really dive into the Bible per se, but I do recommend you having your Bible with you so that whenever I reference something, you can also look it up. I also recommend it being a um, physical Bible, not necessarily one on your phone, because through this, we are going to be training ourselves to not have to use our phone. Otherwise, you can get distracted by it, but also, you cannot take notes in your phone Um, in its Bible the way that you can in a physical Bible. And I know a lot of people will say, yeah, but I have notes on my phone, so I can just use that. But what are the chances that you're going to actually go and look those back up later on down the road compared to seeing it right out in your Bible the next time you happen to be reading in that section? So just putting that one out there. 
But anyways, we're going to start off kind of where I came from with Bible study to where I am now. And then I'm going to give you just a little bit of an overview of what I do. And so then next week, we're going to dive in even deeper into all of this. So basically, I became a believer when I was 20. I had grown up in the Bible Belt, so I knew all about God. I knew all about Jesus. I did not know them personally, though. And I thought that I did. So therefore, I thought that I understood what it meant to have a quiet time. You know, I thought that it was basically you just say a prayer and you know that the Bible is a thing and that's it. And I was wrong by so many standards. Um, so then I was taught different methods. I was taught the soap method, which is good for a lot of people. It's not necessarily my favorite thing, but it doesn't mean that I'm opposed to it. I just don't use it. Um, but a lot of people get stuff from that. I'm somebody who does like to read a good chunk of scripture at a time because as I've said time and time again, and as you're going to hear me say time and time again, uh, consult its neighbors. Anytime I'm reading a verse or two or three, I'm going to consult its neighbors. So I'm going to end up reading that entire chapter just so I can make sure that I understand fully what it's actually saying and where it's coming from and why it's being said in such a manner uh, instead of just assuming on my own because a lot of times I'm wrong. So this helps with that. But a lot of people do use the soap method and they love it and they stand by it and I think that's great. If that's your method, do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Um, there's different methods like a lot of women do the Bible journaling which I think is really cool and obviously you'll see on my Instagram that I do it too somewhat it does take up a lot more time and so I don't have that luxury that luxury of being able to do it as often as I want unless I want to wake up at three in the morning and I don't because I like sleep more than I like drawing so I don't do that but what that looks like for those that don't know Bible journaling is when you will read um, whether it's just on your own, you'll pick passages that you'll read and something stands out to you. So like, let's say you're reading, you know, let's start in Genesis, you're reading Genesis and it's the creation of the world. So then on that page in your Bible, a lot of people will then design what it may have looked like from, you know, day one to day seven, or they'll pick out the part that meant the most to them. Um, or, you know, they might go off of just that, that God said it was good. And they'll, you know, do big, pretty uh, script words that say uh, it was good or something along those lines. So it's a form of worship, which I think is awesome. I Again, I love it. I'm not necessarily the most talented when it comes to that. So a lot of women feel like they don't have the uh, tools to be able to do that. So they don't do it. You don't have to. Some do, though. And I think that that's awesome. And if that's your form of studying scripture... Do it. I know that uh, Illustrated Faith has tons of different resources um, that you could use for, I mean, one, they're, they have different like stickers and they have different paints and they have different stamps and all sorts of stuff that you can use to help you to be able to do that. But then they also have different studies as well. Um, I have only done one of their studies and I did not actually finish it. Because again, I'm not somebody that likes the random verse um, and then more being told somebody else's point of view on that verse. That's kind of hard to explain because I do like commentaries. But 
that's that's different. We'll get into that um, a little more over the next couple of weeks. So anyways, so that's another method that um, I've tried and I like and I still sometimes do, but I couldn't do it a lot. And so since I couldn't do that and that was the format that I wanted to use hardcore, I was then not studying scripture because I didn't have the time to sit down and devote, you know, hour, two hours to making a pretty picture in my Bible. So then I stopped. And then it hit me. Well, maybe... You need to figure out how to utilize that desire that you have, but still spend time in scripture because it's not the pictures that are the most important thing. It's the scripture that's the most important thing. So now, you know, fast forward to now as I was wrestling through that and struggling through that and figuring out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And now I'm at my current method. Um... A side note is that I am also currently in school, so a lot of the reading that I do does come from school. It will my my book will literally tell me that this is what I have to read and I like that because for one it keeps me accountable and it does also require me to read more than just a couple of verses. Um so like in a week we had to do um Matthew in a week we had to do Mark Basically, each of the Gospels we spent a week on. This week, we're having to do uh, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and Romans all at the same time. And I like that. I'm not opposed to it. Finding the time to do to read what's in our homework and also read the Bible, that does take some time. But I like doing it. And so, and that came from, that was not an overnight thing. That was not from me basically having that sort of personality because I don't but the more that I started actually learning about scripture and the more I started learning about the fact that Jesus is in every single page and that God has so much depth in every single verse that you ever read it makes me excited to learn more and to read more so I do make the time for it because it's something that is exciting now And it all happened because, one, God opened my eyes to that truth. But two, I found a method that worked for me. I found something that made me excited to do every single day. And so that's what this is all about, is trying to help you find the method that works for you. Everybody's different. There are some people who are very... They, they like their notes to be pristine and proper and, you know, all in line. And there's some that they use, you know, different symbols. And that's awesome. I've, I've also tried that. I like it. Uh, Kay Arthur, she is uh, basically a Bible study teacher. And she has tons of different Bible studies out there for all the different books. And they walk you through specific passages and they show you how to mark in your bible but she also doesn't require you to mark in your bible if you don't want to she does have the print off version as well which i liked because i wasn't sure if that was how i wanted to have um, my bible marked yet i was still figuring it out and so that's something to look into k arthur she's great she's phenomenal um and i like that it helps you understand how to study scripture too So maybe that's the way for you to go. So again, so I learned through her. I learned that there's, you know, marking in the Bible. I learned that I like to do designs. I like 
colorful things. And then I learned about color coding. And that has completely changed the game for me. There's all sorts of different versions of color coding. I did as much research as I possibly could, and I was frustrated because I realized, like, everybody pretty much just tells you, like, here are your colors, and that's about it. They don't tell you, like, do you use all these colors within one verse? And, like, any time I see the name God, am I supposed to mark that in one color? But then when I see, like, anything about the earth, am I supposed to mark that in another color? I don't know. Nobody said that. And so, again, that was an awkward tension that I had to sit in and I had to wrestle with until I figured out what worked best for me. My mom and my friend Destiny can tell you that I struggled with that because I was talking to them about it and was getting frustrated because neither of them were giving me answers either. And so I had to figure out for myself that it was so time-consuming to try and do one whole verse with every single color And it made it more like a chore and like a homework than actually doing it out of a joy for spending time in God's word. So maybe you are the kind of person. I'm more of the artistic side of things. I am not the kind of person that is meticulous whenever it comes to studying scripture or anything like that. And so if that is you, you might absolutely love doing different colors, different symbols within just one verse. I can't do it because my attention span is very short. So there's that. So then what did I do? I figured out how to adapt that to myself. Also, just so you know, a lot of people are afraid to make marks in their Bible. Don't be afraid. For one, it is good. It helps you to be able to, whenever you're reading a verse that you hadn't read in like two years, you can go back and see what did you actually learn from this. And it helps you to not forget the depth of that verse. But also... If you are afraid to make marks in your Bible because you aren't sure if that's what you want to do and maybe you're like me and you want your Bible to at least have some sort of coherency throughout all of it, then what I had to do for a while until I figured out my method was I would write down the, I'd read a whole chapter and I'd write down the verse, verses, whatever that stuck out the most to me. And would do my symbols on those or I would do the color coding on those and see which way I liked the most. I can say I did not necessarily grow as much during that time because it was me still wrestling with trying to figure out what worked. And it was, again, it was only doing the couple of verses. But I also did like doing that because I was physically writing out God's word and I liked that but I don't have the time of the day to write out all of God's word um I have tried that before however I did get all the way through Genesis and I was proud of myself but anyways that's beside the point so now we're to where I'm at currently where I'm at currently is again I have my homework so I have to read specific books but if I wasn't in class and I didn't have that so like next semester we're not going to have that so what am I going to do Well, I'm either going to do a Jen Wilkins study that is going to take you through an entire book and it lasts a couple of weeks depending upon the length of the book. And she helps you walk through scripture and helps pull things from scripture, but she doesn't tell you what to pull. She allows you to sit in the beautiful tension of not knowing and allowing God to work through that and to open your eyes to things that you never knew. So I have that. When 
I, if I don't do that or if I decide that, you know, I want to just try and do things on my own because, you know, I'm, I'm a rebellious person and I like to do that. I think that's awesome. And so what I would do is I'm so fascinated with the Old Testament. I would start in the Old Testament. Maybe go through books that I haven't actually spent a lot of time in. Like Lamentations. I like Lamentations. I don't really know much about it because it's not a book that I spend a ton of time in. And um, that's something that I want to change. So what do, what would I recommend you doing? Once you get a little bit of a footing underneath you, go and visit some books that you haven't visited much. See what you can get. And I always use a study Bible. I have my journaling Bible, which I've had for years. Uh, I don't even remember how long I've had it, but... I've had it for many, many years, uh, and it is torn up. And then I have my ESV study Bible. That way I can make sure that my translations are the same, only so that I'm not having to um, read in the journaling Bible a specific verse that's in ESV, and then I switch to a a, um, study Bible that's in a different version, and then also reading their study notes. Like, this helps me. I like doing this, but I also am am a fan of looking at verses in different versions versions just so you know but for me myself personally that's how I do my study unless I'm going to do an in-depth study then I'll use other translations but I use my ESV study bible and study bibles are great because it is a commentary but it helps to bring light to things that you never knew about I mean I'm sure that a lot of people don't know what the culture looked like in Jesus's time We assume that we do, but we really don't. So when you actually get the grasp on that, that helps a lot. So what I would do is, let's say I wanted to study Ezra. I would go and I would turn to Ezra and I would read the whole chapter. And then I would go and I would take my study Bible and then I would read the notes within my study Bible. And the ones that was like, oh my gosh, that was so eye-opening. I had no idea. I had never heard that. Or God might open your eyes to something that wasn't even through your study Bible. It was just through the first time you read through it. Well, then that's when I make notes. What do my notes look like? It differs. I know that that's not an answer a lot of people like, but it's true. It differs. So I would write whether it was a um, connecting verse, which just so you guys know, a lot of books or a lot of Bibles will have down at the bottom, it'll have like these little cliff notes almost, and it will tell you another reference point. So you can go and look at this in another book somewhere. In your study Bible, it has even more, which I love. I love being able to cross-reference other verses in the Bible because it just shows that the Bible is all one. It's just one thing. It's not a story after story after story. It's all one big story, and I love that. So I make notes of those. That way I don't have to go and try and find them later on. I don't have to like look up the actual cross-reference itself. Um, Sometimes I'll write out the whole verse of the other one. Sometimes I'll just write that it was, you know, connected to Job 121 or something. You know, I don't, I don't know. Just shooting off a verse off the top of my head. I don't even know what that one says, but that's something that I'll do. Uh, And so if you're like me and you want to do all the markings, that also helps you have more markings on your page, which makes you also excited, more excited to study the scripture. Um, so then each marking is going to have its own color. This is where the color coding comes. Um, I don't use a ton of different colors. I know a lot of people do, but I really don't. 
I have a few that I use the most and then I have like two that I don't use that often. Um, although now that I think about it, I think I only have one that I don't use that often. But you figure out what works best for you. So I have purple and I use that for anything that's God related, something that God, Christ, the Holy Spirit has done or will do, any of those things. I will literally take a pen, try and get one that does not bleed all the way through my Bible, but I'll take a pen and I will put a square or a you know circle or something around the verse itself. And then I will mark over that, trace it with the color purple to show that this is about God. And then any notes that I make on the side of my journal that pertain to that verse, I will also trace with my purple markle, markle, purple marker. That way I know that those two connect to each other. Sometimes I'll draw a line. Sometimes I'll draw an arrow. Sometimes it's very obvious. So I don't do anything. You'll just know that the purple goes with the purple. Um, and so that's, that's one of the ones, but then I also do like blue and blue is commands. So anytime we're told to live a specific way, anytime we're told that, um, you know, we need to be careful for this sort of stuff, like warnings or anything along those lines, that's something that I'll do. Um, and so I will do the same thing. I'll trace and then I will make the note to the side and then I will trace that note as well. And then I'll do the, um, lines or the arrows or anything like that. Uh, I use green and that one I use for, um, good basically when you are walking the way that you should walk these are the things that you should see so like fruits of the spirit obviously you're going to do that one in green um and sometimes i'll just use it whenever it's a really like something i want to strive for not necessarily a warning but something i want to strive for i might not be there yet but i want to strive for it i will also put that in green uh, I use gray or brown. It depends on you. I liked gray because brown just seemed too too dark over uh, whenever I'm writing in a Bible. Um, so I do gray for any time that it has to do with sin or like corruption. Anytime I had to do with, I mean, gosh, whenever you get into any of the epistles, you can be using that gray marker a lot. So I do that. Um, I use orange and that's the one that I use whenever I am referencing other scripture because a lot of times it's scripture. If it's in the New Testament, it's going to be referencing a lot of the Old Testament. And so I like that because I also use that for anything that's historical. Anytime it's talking about specific people from the Old Testament, or if it's talking about like kings at that time, that was obviously at the time that it wasn't historical, but for me now it is historical. So I will use that and I will do the same thing. I'll mark and trace um, with the orange. And then I have pink, and that's because I'm a female, and anytime it mentions something about women in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to do that one in pink. Um, and that is mainly just to remind myself that women, although we are in a strange society now where, you know, we want women and men to be true, you know, the exact same thing, like, it reminds me that we're not, for one, that we do have special um special characteristics that men don't have and it's stated all throughout scripture and a lot of people think that it's rude the way that we're talked about in scripture but I think that it's great because it is from a caring God and it's sweet a lot of times it's very very sweet so I have that and then the one that I don't use um that often is red and that's for any time that God did something out of love so obviously sending Jesus and dying on the cross is all about love but 
at the same time, I like to know when something's talking about Jesus, so I will usually use the color purple. There are a few times, uh, like I can think in um, 3 John, I believe, that one, there's a verse in there that I definitely use the red on, but... Um, for the most part, I also don't use a lot because that one, t to be frank, I only have a Sharpie version of it and it bleeds through a lot. So I wanted to be able to read my Bible still, so I don't really use that one as often um, as I probably could. And then I have yellow and yellow has to do with anything, basically that's anything good or like an insight that I didn't know. And it may not have a particular purpose, whether it was like, it's not talking about God, it's not talking about um anything about you know what we're not supposed to do or any sin or anything like that it's just oh that's a pretty fascinating point I'll do that one in yellow so a lot of my bible or a lot of the books will start off that way um I'll have like if we're studying Ephesians I learn about the backstory of Ephesians and I write as much of it down as I can and I highlight that in yellow that way I know this is information about just this book in general or about a specific verse in general. And so yellow doesn't get used as often as well, but it does get used way more than the red. So I believe that those are the only colors that I use and it helps me a lot. I did not think that it was going to, but guys, it has made me so passionate about studying God's word. And through that, it's made me so passionate about helping other people study God's word because it is fun. It is exciting. And it is something that we're supposed to do because I can't tell you what all I've learned about God just because of doing a color coded method. So if you're at a point where you don't want to spend time in God's word or it's so boring or it's just dragging or you just feel like, okay, well, I don't really have a whole lot of time. So I'm just, I'm just going to wait and I'll do it, you know, later on next week when I do have a day off and then, you know, your day off, you spend sleeping and watching Netflix and eating pizza pockets or something. This will help with that. Remember to just push through. If the method of studying isn't working for you, then find another method. Because God was gracious in creating people who have different lives and different abilities, and they have different ways of teaching scripture. That way, people can always find somebody or some way of studying scripture that does work for them. We use it as an excuse a lot, and we have got to get over that. We have to. I am, was world's worst about it absolutely world's worst about it and then I realized how much of a hypocrite I was because I wanted people to know that I loved Jesus but I didn't love Jesus enough to spend time with him and to figure out a way to study his word and I don't want you to go through that I don't want you to have to wrestle with that I want you to just realize this isn't working for me let me find something else let me find another way because it's so worth it it is so worth it. And when we are saying that we don't have the time, it is us making ourselves an idol. We are our own God in that time. And that's not okay. So that's it for this week. I just kind of, again, wanted to give you an overview of what we're going to be diving into over the next couple of weeks. And we will actually be walking through books of the Bible as well. So I'm really excited about that, but I wanted to kind of keep this one brief overview, kind of challenge you to maybe find what works for you. That way, when we do start studying through these, you will already have a method that works.
Well, I love you guys, and I'm so thankful that you spent your time with me. And I just pray, as always, that you will go and praise the one from whom all blessings flow.